BoulderCast podcast is a product of BoulderCast.com. We are a dedicated team of meteorologists that provide weather forecasts, discussions, and analysis specific to Boulder County. If you want to receive email notifications for our posts, look for the subscribe button on our homepage. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at BoulderCast. If you have questions or comments, or would like to suggest a topic for future shows, message us at contact at BoulderCast.com. BoulderCast, a Boulder take on weather. Joseph and Matt. Andy couldn't make it today. So, uh, is it true, Joseph, that China only has one time zone? I think so. I think so, yeah. How's that make you feel? Isn't that disgusting? Yeah. Why would it be disgusting? It's a big country to have one time zone. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it'd be hard. There's no rural locations I mean, like Nebraska where you can draw a line through. Right. But, I mean, <laughs> I mean, think, think about it this way, though. I mean, what... In Beijing, the sun, you know, depending on what time zone they're in, in Beijing, the sun's going to set at, like, maybe 8 o'clock, whereas on the west, on the extreme western side of China, since they're on the same time zone, the sun's going to set there at, like, 3 or 4. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know. Did you yeah. ever think about that? No, that's not going to... I think they're going to set like, yo, yeah, that's true. It's, yeah, probably, exactly. it's probably like four time zones. Wait, no. It's a pretty big country, it, so. Is this, it's western part set, that's true. Yeah. That's it, true. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Yeah, you're right. It would set. Oh wait, it, it, set would, it, would, be, it would be set later. Ah, good point. Yeah. But it would, it would come up at like nine in the morning. It would come up like 10 in the morning. Oh no, set... come up late and set late. Yeah, right. come up late and set late. Yeah, yep. okay. Or that makes sense. What? Where do you think the time zone so is based first... on? The capital? I would imagine I so. I think so. <clears throat> I think so. So the, sun sets at, so the sun sets at midnight over there if it sets in Beijing at 8. So, okay. Sure, yeah, yeah, sure. Man, that's just, I don't know about that. It's not that big. What if we had to follow New York time? It's probably like three time zones. Yeah. Yeah. If we follow New York time, then sunset will be like 10 p.m. today. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Then we will live It's probably really bad. We will live like Europeans. Drink all day and eat dinner for four hours and sunset. Woo! (laughs) <laughs> that's interesting yeah that is interesting so does does Hong Kong fall in the same time zone as China yeah okay that's weird too that is really weird but hey do you think there's any type of energy impacts from this do you think it changes anything what do you mean oh like everybody got off like at the same time like go back home at 5 something well I just like mean that. in terms of daylight like you know daylight savings time here in the U.S., oh. made to save a little bit of energy, so you're sleeping when it's dark and you're awake when it's bright. Sure. But in China, they don't. Guess they can't do that. Yeah, but we're not that huge. I think. What do you mean you're not that huge? I mean, in terms of land, we don't have that many. 
Yeah, but still the one. Hmm. We just have a lot of people. Think about well, that. in ter- in terms of uh, in terms of size, China ranks. Well, let's think about this. Isn't it so, like identical in the U.S.? It's, similar. It's similar. Yeah. But so the U.S. has Alaska, right? Um, Does it count? U.S. Alaska? does have Alaska. Yeah, it counts Alaska. Yeah, that counts Alaska. Huh. Okay. So okay. number so, so they're really close. Number one is Russia. Number two, I want to say is Brazil. Mm-mm. I think no, Canada. 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 Is it Canada? Canada? Okay. I think Brazil's smaller than the U.S. Okay. It's fifth place though. I think. I don't know. Why? Why? <laughs> it's more about the size, really. It's more about longitude. Right. So Every 15 degrees is an hour, so. <laughs> so so Russia is number one, as we all know. Canada is number two, followed by the United States. Boom, China. Narrowly over China. And then Brazil's oh. number five. Wait, Brazil's number five? Not yes. Australia? Okay. Yeah. Australia are probably number six. Yeah, I would six, guess right? number six, but Google only shows the top five, and I'm trying Aww. to pull up five more, but it's not letting me. But yeah. But we got this squared away. Yeah. Fair enough. Thanks for settling our China debate. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's been it's been, a, been yeah. raging for weeks. It really has. None of us wanted to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> we just wanted firsthand, you know, knowledge of it from from the sure. source. So, what'd you do in China? Just hang out. <laughs> Was it better or less less good than the podcast? What do you mean? Would you rather be I podcasting or rather be in China? Oh, um, that's a tough question. That's a tough question. I don't know. So did you? Did you <laughs> I'll do both. I'll do podcast in China. How about that? You should have. We could have phoned you in. So did yeah, you? I'll be asleep. Did you hang out at the beach at all? No, I didn't go to the beach. I walked by the beach like twice. Is it dirty? I can tell, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, I don't want to swim in dirty water. Yeah, girls are not that hot either. I mean, Uh-oh. I mean they're skinny, which is cool, but <laughs> you don't have much to see, if well, that man, makes sense. That's 7 billion of our listeners you're talking about. Exactly. Or 7 million. <laughs> 7 billion right there. I mean, I mean, they're skinny, which I like, but, you know, we... in the meanwhile, the other aspects are relatively weaker. <laughs> Compared to, I don't know, American standards? <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you got to eat the food. That is true. That is true. I saw you going out to eat every day. Me? Yeah. You Take... stalker? <laughs> <laughs> got to keep track of the podcasters. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We're always in the search for For more? <laughs> for more? For rec- recruits, for special guests. Yeah? Yeah, where's Evan? Where's Pong Fei? Where's Brian Venom? Where's, like, I don't know. We'll get him on here. Sean. Sean's long gone, man. Nobody wants the podcast in the summer when the weather's nice. Yeah, I think that's probably it. In the winter, Why? nobody does anything. Why are we here? Yeah, let's just, let's just end this Oh, right it's now. not true at all. I, I, I ski quite a lot during the wintertime, so... Even on yeah. Thursdays? Yeah, yeah. I mean, depends on how busy it is up in the mountain. Usually during the week, it's the best time to go. But I'll probably have class on Thursday. So I doubt it. Fair enough. Yeah. Lame. I know. Yeah, school. School's overrated, right? 
Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Depends how much they charge you. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if they charge you a boatload, as I'm, as they do in like medical school or business school, yeah, it can be bad. But yep. Luckily, Joseph and I, we um, we're, we're fortunate not to have that problem at the moment, at least. How many credits do they make you get nowadays? So to, like, to get a master degree or yeah. PhD or yeah, what? PhD. So uh, P- PhD, you're required to have 36 credit hours. Oh, really? And okay. uh, master's is 30 credit hours. With combine everything. Seminar hours, um, core classes, electives, everything. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess I only had 30 credits. Yeah. I think I had extra. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I mean, you're not paying for it. So yeah. why not? That's all sure. <laughs> so, Ben, uh, how's your how's your weekend? How was your week? Oh, it's a pretty good week. Not too much going on, but we had pretty good weather. So it wasn't as uh, exciting as uh, Joseph's week. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you have any crazy flight stories? Flight stories? Yeah. Uh, uh... <laughs> oh come on! You gotta you gotta show off the flight stories. Anytime yeah, that, anyone that, flies abroad, there's always a story. That, there's always that, a story. That Taiwanese girl sitting right next to me kept talking to me. I couldn't fall asleep. I want I want to watch the movie and. What the hell? Stop talking, bit. And you were you were <laughs> you were sick, right? A little bit. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can barely speak. Was she nice at least? Yeah, she's I. She's like thirty years old. I see. Not yeah. too old, but whatever. Yeah, and then um, on the flight back, so I flew from Hong Kong to Chicago and Chicago to Denver. Yeah. Uh-huh. From Chicago to Denver, yeah, I'm like uh, 30, 350 pounds. Offensive lineman sitting next to me. <laughs> Holy cow. Was he famous? No. I mean, like like, like a big dude sitting okay. next to me. Yeah. Not, not actually a football player. And, uh, Man, if only. And, uh, yeah, he took like one third of my seat away. But the whole time I just squeeze <laughs> to my, the other half of my seat and just can barely move. I mean... Is that even legal? I mean, he, well, attended to him too. I mean, he's a big dude. He barely moved for the whole flight. It's like two and a half hours. He barely moved because he's so big and just <laughs> couldn't, he couldn't move. But I couldn't move either. Like, it's just, you know, it's a loose-loose situation. He could have got like a first-class seat. It would make his life much easier. But even still, it makes, makes you wonder. Maybe the, maybe the plane should... Uh, should start thinking about maybe increasing the size of the seats or yeah they want to maximize their profit exactly so that's not possible man well they could they could increase the the, the size of the plane not until we get we get to go to earth (laughs) 2.0 oh yeah speaking of which yeah yeah so so it was reported today that roughly was it 14 Hundred light years away, pretty much. There is a a, Stupidly a, new, a planet that is Earth, very Earth-like, and probably the most Earth-like that we've seen up up to date compared to our own compared to our own planet. So it has it has a sun, 
that is in the in the in the hab habitual life zone area in terms of distance from the star from its star. Yep. And so that's how they gauge how whether or not there could actually be life on this planet or not. Well, yeah, well, it's based on water. Right. So yeah. there's a good chance that there would be water. Right. And so they're pretty certain there's an atmosphere there. They're just not too sure exactly what kind of atmosphere. So it'd be interesting if one day we could answer that question and figure out if there's life on that planet or other planets. So I saw this article, but I didn't read it. Yeah. Did it? Did they do this using the tr uh, transit technique? I have no clue, man. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't look into it too too in depth. Yeah. So. Well, there's no like. There's usually no way you can see these other planets because they're so far away, and right. no, they don't have their own light source, you know. So they have to wait until it passes in front of the star. Mm -hmm. Right. So is that what this one was? Yep. Yep. That's. <laughs> not... Yeah. We got some help from uh, <laughs> from the audience. <laughs> yep. And then yes. So, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. You don't know how you feel about that. What it seems mean? like they come up with that render awful quick. Maybe. Did you guys see the well, rendered, it, well, rendered images? Um, I did. I did see one image. Yeah. <laughs> of like what the surface would look like. Right. Mm -hmm. How big it was compared to Earth. It is interesting how they are able to know all so much information about it right right off bat. So it makes you wonder how long they've known about it prior to whenever that news article was released. But again, I'm I'm no astronomer, so I don't I don't I don't admit to be an expert or anything close to an expert. Yeah, watching Interstellar <laughs> and just boom my mind is blown. Well not really, I study some physics, but whatever. Right. Anyway. And so when they do these transits, they can get an idea of the atmosphere composition, can't they? Have you heard possibly, of that before? Possibly, from by, the spectrum. Yeah, by taking the, the light that goes through the atmosphere right, on yeah. the side of the planet. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Like, is that how much is absorbed and exactly. what, what wavelengths? Mm -hmm. But I don't know if they did that or if it's just too far away they can't do that. Yeah, I'm not know. sure. I don't think they have done that. If they had done that, it would be on the They'd probably side. be able to at least answer more questions about the atmospheric composition. At this point, I think the article was saying that... It, you know, pretty much everything is a guess. Do we need to wait one more year until the circles around again and passes? <laughs> Perhaps. So the period, the, the period so, will be like 380 so days. So New Horizon passed Pluto, and then we found Earth 2.0, and then what's next? Probably, I don't know, like, we probably found, like, Twilight is actually real, with vampires actually alive. Boom. <laughs> In there. your face, man. <laughs> We're heading there. Yeah, we we find next talking dog like and that, Brian Griffin or something. And now, what are these UFOs up in the sky? Are they from these? They're the talking. Planets? They're the talking dogs. I'm telling you, they're Pierre Griffin. <laughs> anyway, what? So what? What's up today? What are we going to talk about today? Well, uh, after all the BS we've talked about for like fifteen minutes, we did. We did. Uh, I did want to mention my camping experience. Was that in the last week? It was this. So, um, I went camping with my girlfriend this past Saturday at, uh, at her parents' land, and it was a nice, nice area. One day I'll have to show you guys it. I mean, we could pretty much... In Colorado? 
Yeah, in Colorado. It's up in Fairplay, so it's about 10,000 feet in elevation. And we pretty much have all the wood supply we could possibly want. So it's nice, you know, grilled grill our, grill our food and the barbecue, had had a pancake breakfast in the morning. And then Sunday... So that's pretty good. Yeah. And then Sunday, that's kind of when everything went downhill. We... <laughs> We went to we went to Buena Vista to go to go to the this trailhead of a hike and my car just wasn't able to make it up through the rocks. I mean the terrain was just too rugged and What trail were you on for? Oh man, I can't even remember the name of it. But it's it's in Buena Vista. Um it's I think the trailhead is similar it's the same trailhead as one of the 14ers out there. Okay. So. Oh, and that's, is that the trail where they people died that day? What? No, I don't think so. But I did hear about that. It's, that was a 14er trail next yeah. to Buena Vista. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mount Yale. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure if it was Yale or not. I don't think, I actually don't think it was. Screw Yale. <laughs> um, the Yale Trailhead is I forget what it's called, <laughs> but, but but yeah. Anyway, yeah. But anyway, just too rugged. Yeah, the rock. There's just so many rocks and so many potholes and whatnot. So you know, after a while, it's like I don't think my car's gonna like this. So I turned. We turned around, decided to head back to the Front Range and Foothills, and we wanted <laughs> to try this other hike out, and in located in Grant. And we ran into the same exact problem. Mm. And so we had to turn around a couple miles outside of the trail. Dude, you got to read. Again. You got to read. What's that? Summit Post? We board? did. So we, we read we read the reviews for both of them. And they and we bo- we read reviews from both of them that said, Oh, I took my Corolla <laughs> all the way to the trailhead. No big deal. Great well, hike yeah. for the day. <laughs> and I thought, okay, well, I'll, I'll give it a try. But... You know, knowing that my tires are a little bit old, I just figured, you know, we'll see what happens. And I mean, well, I, don't, I don't have. I was don't it ha- the tires or the clearance? I think it was both. I think I think certainly my tire, the tread of my tires is a bit old, but but also the my clearance is also quite low, and so many many times I thought I was gonna experience some damage from my time from my from my car from it being so low to the ground but i've been there yeah i don't like it did you have to go much further could you just stop and walk an extra five miles i guess we could have because there were plenty of places to park we were in we were in national forest areas so so i mean the potential for that was definitely there but we just you know after trying twice to make it to a trailhead and failing both times we decided to just not your day. Put, put those plans to the side, and then after that, we went geocaching, and that was a much bigger success. <laughs> you found them? We found three different geocaches in Conifer. So, yeah. They're, pre- they're pretty fun to find, actually, if you've ever tried. I've never tried. Yeah. I've never tried. Yeah. Fun stuff. I think you need a GPS or something, right? Oh, yeah. Well, there's this app that you can get, and uh, basically... It tells you all the nearby geocaches in your in your uh, in your proximity. They're just randomly and in the woods. Some of them are randomly in the woods. Some of them are uniquely hidden. You know, maybe under 
under a, a rock or, or something like that. Some of them are in, in, you know, on light posts, like, and they're How'd you get magnetized. Them? Oh, so, so, um, so yeah, on this app, it, you can find all these different geocaches on there, and then whenever you are searching for the for a particular geocache, the the app will actually tell you how close you are to it, based on the coordinates. Interesting. That um. The person gave to gave to the geocache. So you just like, keep looking at your phone. And you like keep getting a small. Yeah, and, it, and yeah, and and eventually it'll say one meter, and then at that point you know you're as close as you can possibly get. And then is it true though? When it says one meter, you look. It's like there, or is it like? I wouldn't say it's super accurate. Yeah, if I you're, think if you're be... using the app, at least. I mean, I suppose if you're using a a more a more high tech GPS device, then perhaps you'd get. A more accurate reading, but but you have how do you find a symbol? You have you find a symbol or something? Well, so so many times associated with the geocache, they'll have they'll have clues or hints to lead to lead you along the way in finding it. So you know if there's a geocache that's you know somewhere in a tree, the the hint might say look five feet off the ground and that's your hint five feet off the yeah ground. okay fair enough <laughs> so and so you know it's just, it's just kind of a fun hobby to do some some geocaches have a theme associated with it from? yeah so yeah. i actually whenever i hiked uh the twin sisters up in estes i uh there's actually a geocache at the top at the top of uh the east peak i think and so I signed my name on there and went on my way. And did you use the app? I use the app. Yeah. You can, yeah, just type in geocaching. Does it work without cell phone service? That's the problem. I don't think it does. You, need, you, you do need an internet connection. So that's yep. when a GPS device would come, in the, come handy. Yeah. You, you, you need satellite connection to get yeah. GPS, man. Precisely. Isn't there like a lot of bad people that would be stealing these geocaches and like <laughs> throwing them and throw people off? Well, the, maybe raw people? There are people like that. We actually call them muggles. Not to be confused with Harry Potter. <laughs> they do geocaching just to ruin everyone's time? <laughs> I mean, if it, if it does happen, usually the, the creator of the geocache will do their best to replace it with with a similar looking geocache so fair enough but they're all over the place you can look all over the world and you'll find them so it's a it's a worldwide hobby really in the war zone of gaza or uh, i don't know dude definitely possibly i <laughs> just find it just like a human arm i haven't looked at <laughs> I, I haven't looked it up but human arm right here <laughs> Yeah, look some some somewhere with blood and only half of it. <laughs> Human arm. Right. Grab it and hold on. Yeah, hold on. So that, uh, was, that was my weekend. That's a cool a story. One. That's yeah. a solid weekend. Yeah, yep. not bad. Goods and bads. And I had and I suffered uh, two flat tires in the past week. So. <laughs> Man, you're really lucky. Yeah. When I got my oil changed, he, he told me I had a flat, so I just needed a patch job on it. So I, I got that. And then after... You didn't even know about that one? 
No, I didn't. I was. I mean, I I thought I had just a a low low air pressure in one of my tires, but I never thought I had a flat. And sure enough, there was a there was a nail in one of my tires that was just sitting there, and so my wow. so my tire was slowly leaking out air. I'm always skeptical. Yeah. They always come out and they show you the nail. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Did they just have that nail back there?" Oh, I know. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. By the way, <laughs> and then. <laughs> They like to have people get gratification. Right. <laughs> if you, they're like, yeah, we couldn't find anything, but there was a hole. Like, you don't feel as good. Right. I don't know. And then the second time, I'm guessing is from the, from driving my car through, through the rocky terrain. So, so yeah. And then, and so because of that, I got two brand new tires in my rear. So. Good stuff. Yep. Hopefully you no, for a while. Hopefully no car troubles for a while. <laughs> Yeah, I think I need new brakes. Brakes, <laughs> brakes are an important one. But I only drive like a couple hundred miles a month, so. <laughs> I'm not super worried about it. But, so. Should we get to some weather? Yes, moving on. <laughs> we spent like half an hour not doing weather. Yeah, 26 minutes. Then round up. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so what's, what happened last week? Yeah, start started off a little wet. Not... Did it rain when you were camping? Um, so I remember there were some storms around last No, week. actually. Okay. Surprising. Saturday, we were fine all, pretty much all day. And then Sunday, as we were uh, packing everything up, we saw some clouds moving in. And then right when we were leaving, it started to rain carefully. And then uh, th- throughout much of that day, as we were headed over to Buena Vista, we, uh, we experienced a good amount of rain until we got to Buena Vista and then it stopped raining and then on our way back to Conifer not much in the way of rain either so it was so you're not from Colorado are you? <laughs> it's pronounced Buena Vista I know, I know. <laughs> shut up Ben they don't pronounce it correctly in their own town I know <laughs> just, just like Lyman which could you know should be Limon right? should it? well if if you pronounce it the way the Spanish do, I think Lyman is named after someone. Lamal. Um, okay. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Right. But yeah, you're right. If it it would have an accent if it was for or, Lyman. Or is it is it Salida or Salida? Here it is, Salida. There's a lot of there's a lot of names like that. So uh, I'll pronounce it the way I I deem it necessary. If you're offended by that, I. Totally apologize, but that's right. <laughs> oh, you should apologize. <laughs> so yeah, when Andy made this week's post about what we we're gonna expect for this week, and okay, he had a cold front moving through mm-hmm. on Tuesday, right? And apparently, it verified. Yeah, Good. I mean, upslope flow in the morning, and sure enough, we had. We had uh, lower visibilities to the, to the fog that formed. And yeah, then, it was actually low ceilings. Yeah, and and we saw some uh, light precipitation form. It, it was never all that impressive if if you looked at the radar throughout throughout much of the early afternoon. But yeah, just persistent. It was just persistent for several yeah. hours. Yeah, and I don't know what the official border site got, mm-hmm. but we got zero point three. Here at Bouldercast. Yeah. Nice. 
which is about what the models were indicating. Right. We were thinking a quarter to a half an inch. That's a pretty, pretty much spread yeah. across the whole front range area. Yeah. We weren't sure. I wasn't sure if I was going to get my softball game in that night, but later that day, I mean, it just cleared out. So you did. So we did. Played. Yep. Wow. You see the report about Stasio Fields? About what? Oh, Stasio? Or Stasio Fields, I guess? Yeah. <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? Yeah, it's, yeah, Stasio. No. S T A Z I O. Oh. Yeah. It's not a double Z? Nope. Okay. So what, what was... But anyways, that was one of the places in Boulder where they detected the West Nile virus. Really? On mosquitoes that they, they trapped. Oh, man, there's a lot of mosquitoes out there, too. Oh, my. Really? In Boulder? Mosquitoes? Holy cow. Uh-oh. But... Definitely out there, though, because... This is the first place in Boulder County they ever found. Oh, wow. One of them was State Field. Oh, One of them was somewhere else. I didn't know where it was. Noted. I'll put the bug spray on next time. But apparently t- 10 people got West Nile in Boulder County last year. No kidding. And no one died, so... Okay, well... What's okay. the symptom? Or maybe that was all of Colorado. What's the symptom? That would make more sense, probably. <laughs> um, just like a fever and headache. Okay. No, it's kind of just basically like the flu. Oh, okay. Yeah, was. Well, I mean, cer- certainly it has more more negative effects for uh, for the elderly and, and very young kids. So the, the mortality rate of... You know, people that get infected is highly dependent on age. But fair enough. Yeah. So would you say the mortality rate for you and me? Like one? I mean I would hope 1%. I would I would hope I wouldn't die from exactly. it. Exactly. What what, what kind of person is that? Like, hey, what what do you think? Yeah, you're gonna die <laughs> from that? What's the percentage well, of that? Well I'm twenty I'm twenty nine <laughs> now, so T M I, but okay. So uh I mean, you probably chan- make it. Chances are, I, you know, I'm I'm sure I would suffer strongly from it. But I mean, I, I mean, the flu is no joke, and you know, given that West Nile virus is, you know, has similar symptoms, if not worse symptoms than the flu, then I would imagine, you know, anyone would struggle from it, even even at our age, whenever our immune systems are at their peak. Yeah. So. So I think I'm yet to get a mosquito bite this year. Well, that's good news. I got like 20 back <laughs> home. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> that's so, fun. They're pretty prominent out there. Oh, very prominent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you didn't tell us about Typhoon Lin Fawn. So, we, Max is dying to hear that story. I am. So He's a tropical like, expert. Uh, I love him. 8th of 9th of July, which is like two weeks ago. Yeah. Something like that. It's the first day that uh-huh. we got hit. Barely, actually. We, it passed through from... Um, it's amazing. From northeast to northwest of us. So pretty much it stayed north of us. And most of my friends I talked to, they barely feel anything. Like it's not quite a Cat 1 typhoon. But like but how close was the eye? How, not close at all. It's like... Maybe fifty miles. Okay, or yeah, more. It's sort of close. No, it's for for a small typhoon. Yeah. So you're probably on, on the very outer edge of yeah, the storm. Pretty much. Well, I'll say on the on the outer edge. Yeah. Yeah, and give not the very outer edge. Right. 
And given that, I'm, I'm guessing that the strongest winds are felt on the northwest side of the storm over there. Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, get the get the wind from 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 the storm because why storm northwest? Is... Because because that's going to be the region that so both the southwest and the northwest quadrants of the storm are going to be the first to make landfall, and so that first half of the storm. And on the north, on the specifically the northwest oh, side see. of the storm, you're not just dealing with the angular velocity winds, but you're also dealing with the linear speed of the of the forward movement of the storm. Oh, uh, so, well, I don't know about forward movement of the storm, but I feel winds from the storm. Yeah, the wind direction is aligned with the storm itself. Yeah, right. I see what you're saying. But yeah, it moves. And since the wind is coming from the land or in the land, mm -hmm. um, it's not that strong. It's not straight from the sea with less friction. So yeah. that too, yeah. It's not that remarkable. Just some rain. Yeah, usually, usually with these. Yeah, light, storms. light to light rain, pretty much. I mean, usually with these weaker storms, where there's, uh, you know, whenever you have very strong infrastructure. I mean, usually those areas aren't gonna be heavily affected because they're they're ready for it. They've been they've been down that road before. It's not their first rodeo. Yep, we are ready. <laughs> at least we were. Yeah. So doesn't surprise me at all that a Cat One typhoon out there isn't that big of a deal because, I mean, they the Western Pacific has been through a significantly active tropical pattern over over the past few years now and so yeah they get so many more yeah than right we've been, than we've been getting exactly they've and maybe not 2005 right no <laughs> but not they haven't just been getting you know the quantity but they've been getting strong ones as well i mean just a couple of years ago we had super typhoon high end which that's philippines right yeah Wait, made landfall in the Philippines. Is that this one? And it was regarded as the, uh, I believe it was the strongest typhoon ever recorded in terms of its wind velocity. Dude, that's the one I'm going to talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is that in here? I think it was in there. Oh, yeah, Super yeah. Typhoon Haiyan. I think it yeah. was in the paper. Yeah. Yeah, one of the lowest pressures ever recorded. Yeah. And the fastest wind speed. So pretty impressive. And so, I would expect... Wait, is that really the fastest wind speed ever? Well, I think, I think that's Probably how... Not ever. I think that's how they gauge how strong, a how strong a hurricane or typhoon is, is by the winds. Well, yeah, definitely by the, the wind. The strongest right? wind ever is probably somewhere in Australia, right? Well, in it's in terms of the maximum sustained winds, not the gusts, I see. Yeah, but gusts can still be important. Well, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. This one apparently gusted to 200 and like 30 miles an hour. That's really impressive for a, <laughs> oh yeah, that's a cyclone. Extremely impressive. Something like that, converting this from kilometers per hour. Because but, I mean, just, just imagine Katrina, when it made landfall, had maximum winds of 120 to almost 130 miles per hour. That's sustained. And that was sustained. And look at the devastation it did 
to the New Orleans area and coastal yeah. areas of Mississippi and Alabama. And that's and those winds are 100 miles per hour less than high end for at least for high end gusts. Yeah. So crazy, crazy stuff. So look, I mean, at this point, I, I would I would suspect that the Western Pacific active pattern will continue for the for for quite a while. I'm not exactly sure how. Several long, years. But I would say several years. Mm -hmm. Okay. But it, again, it's hard to say. At least this year. Yeah. Man, you sound like someone on Wall Street. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's going it's going up tomorrow, but it's hard to say. <laughs> Be prepared if it's going going down. <laughs> what do you mean? That sounds like a weather forecaster. <laughs> <laughs> no, the weather forecaster is better. Twenty percent chance of rain, but there's an eight percent chance it might not. What? <laughs> Fair enough. Not my forecast. Yeah. The, con yeah. the confidence is high in Joseph's forecast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Where were we at? So we were talking. We were talking oh, about the weather. Weather. Yeah. But it's pretty boring this week. Oh, Not a whole lot going on. Oh yeah, we were talking about Tuesday. We were talking about Tuesday. It cleared out pretty nicely in the afternoon, and then late late in the evening, I'd say about nine o'clock, ten o'clock, we started to see some uh, some lightning and yeah, some thunder I, to our south. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. I remember I was looking out my window to the south, looking mm -hmm. to see if there was anything to take any good pictures. Yep. But no, there was low. There was still at that time low clouds and fog in Boulder, mm -hmm. and you couldn't really see that far. I could yeah. you could just see there was lightning, but there was so much fog. Right. You couldn't really so you make just out. Saw like lights. Like just looked like lights in the fog. <laughs> lights in the fog. Couldn't see any actual bolts or anything. Right. Santa Claus is coming to town. Yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, so I think some areas west of border ended up closer to an inch. Okay. Um, there was some development earlier in the foothills. Um, Fair enough. But I don't know what other type of rain totals there were. Yeah. So what, what, caused, the, what caused the rain? I mean, we, we mentioned easterly flow, but um, was, there a, was there a feature nearby boulder at the surface? Yeah, so it was a pretty subtle feature. Yeah. That you need a really good eye to pick out, but yeah, there was a small shortwave moving. Yeah, kind of along the the top of the ridge, and we did have good moisture in place. Yeah, so you know, it just gave us that little boost energy, plus that cold front giving us the smoke slope. Yeah, bringing in that moist air at the surface from the east. Right. So we had mid-level moisture from the monsoon, low-level moisture from the cold front, and got some upslope. Yeah. Diversions from Boa. Yeah, yeah, from the right. jet level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A little bit. Not yeah. a lot on that day. It's pretty much mostly westerly. But, or south, even southwesterly. But, whatever. Little, what do you call it? Cyclonic vortex ejection? From divergence from the jet? No, from the wave. Well, in this case. It's not, it's not quite vorticity yet. I don't think I, I don't see anything. In in this case, you would have at least at the jet level. I mean, what I saw at least is you you've had some uh some speed divergence. Yeah. Because because of the winds accelerating as as you came off of uh, Utah and more mm -hmm. over Colorado. So, yeah, Andy talked about that a little bit. Yeah. 
So it was kind of a combination of factors for Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty ugly day. Yeah, yeah, not the best. But we but expected that. Mm-hmm. It's all right. Yeah. And yeah, the models, <laughs> the models got the preset pretty good. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we're happy with that. Definitely. And then as we got into Wednesday, um, we it got warmer. Looks like the the ridge started to uh, retrograde a little bit westward, and so that that put us in more of a stable atmosphere. Brought brought some drier air into the area. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't say our our atmosphere was as dry as it was today. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it was kind of a transitional day. Yeah, it was. I mean, cer- certainly we were becoming more stable. The the showers and storms were, you know, quite more far, few and far between. So, yep. Yeah. And yesterday was dry and border. It was. Mm-hmm. It kind of looked like it might rain a couple times, but yeah. I didn't see any drops. Mm-hmm. I didn't either. So, <laughs> pretty dry day down in Westminster where I was. I didn't expect it. I didn't expect anything. Yeah. So. And today, kind of the same thing. I mean. Except even drier, and because of that, even hotter. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you had that ridge kind of, you know, taking shape over our area yet, you know, yet again, not really moving. So, yeah, very limited cloud cover. Yep. Some really dry air mm-hmm. at the mid doubles. Yeah. So the que- so the question we're really, you know, moving forward will be, well, are we gonna? How long will this hot spell? stick around with us or do you really call it a spell at this point since not yet been, since we you know, two days so cool. you call yeah. it a spell <laughs> yeah I mean we don't really talk too much about forecasting that's true at this point but right it looks like we'll put oh. together a streak of seven days so oh sad of above 90 degrees so sad no Isn't more it? forecasting whatever <laughs> we can work a little bit in no it's fine we just did yeah, earlier it was actually looking like Monday could have been getting near 100 degrees. Oh my goodness. Oh my. But I mean, today we're only 4 degrees off, yeah. so it was 96 today. Just so. let me go back to Alabama if that's going to happen. But it looks like sure? Monday is going to be no, cool. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you sure? I'm totally kidding when yeah, I say sure. that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't even didn't even feel bad today because our dew points were in the 30s. So. Yeah, they were so low. So. It was really dry out. Yeah. It's not Tell that it to bad. someone on the east, dew points in the 30s. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, if it's if it's ninety five degrees, which it was in Alabama over the past week, week and a half or so, the dew points are like in the near eighty. Yeah, <laughs> that really moist, much. that warm and moist air mass moved all the way across the country. Awful. It just took that yeah. heat advisories with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. So I saw them like all. Yeah, they were pretty widespread. Yeah, it was in surprising places like mm-hmm. the southeast, where they should be used to it, but apparently not. <laughs> Must have been like mid upper nineties with heat indices and right. one hundred and ten. Do not leave your pet. Do not leave your baby in the car. Ever. And they still do when they go to park Yeah, it, yeah, it's you know blows my mind how how it continually happens. Maybe maybe they just want to carry off their pet or baby. <laughs> you never know. It's it's pretty sad if that's the case. <laughs> sure didn't miss that humidity though. Yeah. Yeah, they can keep the humidity out of these. 
Oh, I love humidity. Dude, you, you only have to go to Kansas if you want to get humidity. Yeah. I love sweat. It's not, that, it's not as far away as you think. Sweat, man. Sweat. <laughs> we will agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> so you had a good time in Hong Kong? Not really. With all okay. the humidity? What? Humidity? Yeah. Just fine here. It just takes time to get used to it. I mean, because of the of the altitude difference and the amount of oxygen that's concentrated up here as opposed to sea level, it's it's not that bad of a transition. I mean, I I never really suffered from the the altitude sickness bug. Yet then again, I haven't been up a fourteen or yet, but I have been up to thirteen. Oh. So just for a little bit, just for a little bit, but I was still there. Nice. So. I'll tell you a story about one time. I think it was in March or April one year, in like 2011. It was a big La Nina year. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of downslope days. But I guess not really related to that. But Andy and I decided to go hiking one day. And it was really warm out for March. I think it was in the low 70s maybe. Yeah. And we did maybe Bear Peak. Uh, one of the ooh. one of the bolder local peaks. Oh, bear peak. And we hiked, and we both got to the top, and we like we're talk, getting to talking. Like neither of us could like breathe, and our throats were like super dry. You're kidding. And like we could barely even like talk and have drink. Like, like eight thousand something, right? Yeah, it was crazy. We like couldn't figure out why. Like on this particular day, it was just so it was just bad. Hard to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Three words: out of shape. No, that's not where I'm going. <laughs> we were in pretty good shape. But anyways, where got home, and I was just randomly checking the weather, and I looked, and the entire day, the dew points were in the negative 30s. You're kidding me. <laughs> for Boulder. Wow. It was like the dry, one of the driest days I've ever seen here. Negative 30s. So I didn't even think to look, but yeah, it was just like these downslope kind of windy. Wait, negative 30 what? Negative 30 dew points. With 7 degree? 70 degrees. It's like, a, it's like a 100 degree dew point depression. That's oh amazing. My God. That is amazing. <laughs> it was like one of the driest, worst days, and I, it took me like days to recover from that. Yeah. Like my throat was like oh, destroyed. Yeah, for sure. And Three words. I'll walk lock. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> By the way, Bear Peak is at an elevation of 8,459 yeah. feet. Wait, 8,459? So Okay. So around eighty five. Yeah. So twenty five seventy eight meters. I mean, it's, it was an easy hike. We just did it, you know, normal hike. Oh, it's not an easy hike though. <laughs> but yeah, the, just the atmosphere destroyed us that day. Yeah, it's not that bad. I don't like it. It's probably my least favorite hike. Really? Of all time. Yeah. That's one of my favorite hikes. <laughs> just except for the top. It's just Tops rough. like rocks. It's rough for me. <laughs> then again, I probably have a a bad picture painted in my mind because our our uh, our classmate Josh he 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 invited us on it on a day where severe weather was forecasted we didn't expect it at 11 a.m. but sure enough it was there by then and we saw lightning pretty close to, to hitting us a few times and we were close to being ex- in, in the exposed area of, of the of the trail so where's that just the very top no, 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 not, not the very. We turned top. around. We turned around before we reached. You the were top. there. I was there. Yeah. Yeah, Joseph was there too. Oh, I wanted to keep going, but then that everybody was saying you were on the saddle. 
I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their peak. But I don't. Th- I think we're still. I can't remember. A few miles behind. When you hike, maybe one and a half. Did you start South Mesa or Encar? Or I... Bear Creek? I forgot. I think we were on South Mesa because sure. we definitely weren't at Encar. You went down like El Dorado Springs? Maybe. I'm not sure. That's South Mesa. I can't remember right now. But we definitely didn't start at Encar. Okay. So. Interesting. Mm hmm. But yeah, lightning was occurring everywhere and rain was falling and you had some pretty large drops. And I just remember trying to go downhill on that and it was it was kind of scary at times because I thought I was going to slip. And if you slip on Bear Peak, you might... Uh, no big deal, man. No big deal. Yeah, I you feel like you might it. fall down a little bit. So, just my thoughts on Bear Peak, though. Other people might have a different opinion. Um, yeah. I like that hike, though. I don't know. I never had any problems. <laughs> Maybe I should go back and attack it. Yeah, good show. What's up? That's right. I'm just checking. Oh, man. Record high today is, for not, today is 99. 99. So, what are I, we weren't close. That's okay. And when was that set? Mm, 2005. Oh, wow. Not too long ago. Yeah, we're not looking to break any records this week. I don't think it'll be warm enough. We're going to see a little bit of a cool down. Right. Um, even into tomorrow. Uh, gotcha. I think we won't be getting to 96 again. Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Yeah, it's been, it'll be pretty hot moving forward. Very cool. Yeah. We are approaching, we're one week away from the climatologically warmest day of the year. The last day of July. Uh-oh. Or no, the first day of August. First day of August? Is the last. Well, I The will. last climatologically, or no, that is the last day of July. It's 86. I will oh, no, be. 87. I will be in Alabama for that. So, I know, you'll uh, be missing out. Yeah, so I'll, unfortunately, I'll, I'll, fortunately and unfortunately, I'll be experiencing sweat heat and humidity <laughs> down there. And, you know, hopefully the temps are just hovering around 90 because once it does get up to 95 mm-hmm. and you feel a heat index of 115 that's oh. when it just gets so unbearable you just stay inside and sweat oh about the sweat man <laughs> oh no you, you sweat after three minutes of being outdoors there that's not pleasant you don't even need three minutes you need three seconds from the shower <laughs> right you're like sweat right exactly i mean it's it's insane really and I lived in it for 26 years. Yeah. <laughs> 26 sweat-filled years. That's right. <laughs> Fun times. But, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever go back. Um, yeah, so just in case you guys, the viewers, you guys didn't listen last week, we decided to remove our extensive forecasting section. Mm-hmm. Aww. Mostly because it takes a while to edit the podcast. And ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I know, disappointment. Sorry. So we might mention a little bit, but in general we won't speak too much about future casting. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, but but definitely stay tuned to Boulder Cast. Yeah, you can always for, check out on, for, on Monday, articles. Monday morning there's somebody posts a uh, forecast for the week. Who is somebody? Well, Anybody. Who is somebody? 
anybody. Miranda usually. Like 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 a bump on you know Pearl Street. Whoever wants to do it can do it on Monday mornings. Sure, so long as they have concise information that's scientifically correct. Oh, everybody's scientifically correct. <laughs> Are you sure about that? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, you want to forecast? You read those. Read that article every Monday. And we all we actually look what if, back. What if uh, what if Grandma is illiterate? <laughs> I don't know. Then she's not gonna be able to read. Oh, poor Grandma. <laughs> Fair enough. Just stay inside, Grandma. <laughs> stay inside. Watch Nine News. You or listen to Nine News. You freaking age discrimination, sexist people. <laughs> yeah, basically, huh? You bastard. Well, we have. Yeah. We can wrap it up with our topic of the week. Topic of the week. Topic of the week. At the, yeah. uh, the very end, uh, last 10 minutes. <laughs> we'll see how long this can go. This, so can what be, do we have this is today? pretty good, interesting stuff. Deflate gate. <laughs> so, the, the central focus will be our, uh, a paper that was published in Nature Climate Change. Nice. By a gentleman named Kevin E. Trember, at all, and these guys are from NCAR here in Boulder. Okay, so hopefully kind of, he is listening. He kind of had a Boulder, a Boulder uh, perspective, a little bit, but basically the gist of this paper was saying that oh yeah, the title is called "Attribution of Climate Extreme Events." So I'm surely, surely everyone's heard. You know, when they when something crazy happens, like Hurricane Katrina or mm-hmm. the Boulder floods, they try and link it to climate change. Right, yeah. And heard that. Um, so, what they often try and do, a lot of studies, which is kind of what this paper tries to set, a new way for us to put into perspective how to examine if something was impacted by climate change, was typically they would look and see climate if climate change caused the event specifically like did climate change specifically make hurricane katrina and cause it and the border floods similar right Mm -hmm. okay but the consent but the general gist is that you can't actually separate out that from the natural variability of the system okay you know earth's climate system is super complex and you know given enough runs something like the border floods will happen right Regardless if there's climate change. Sure, true. Typing monkey. <laughs> yeah, so basically they said, this paper looked and said that instead of looking to see if climate change caused these disasters, it looked at to see if climate change actually, how it impacted the development of the system. Okay. So basically the Boulder flood was going to happen regardless of climate change, but since climate change was there and there was... You know, the Gore Worth was warmer. How do how did that make the storm? You know, how did the storm evolve in that situation? So you're saying that maybe climate change contributed to the enhancement of the Boulder flood, or perhaps the uh, the intensity of the precipitation, perhaps. Yeah. So that's what this paper really got into. Okay. Was basically they exclusively looked at changes in sea surface temperatures. Yeah, and how that impacted several natural disasters that have occurred over the last um, maybe t- five years or so. Right. Okay. So that is something you can actually physically test, right? You have a model. You can put everything in there, 
and then just like it naturally happened, and then say take five degrees off the sea surface temperatures, mm-hmm. or take it back to the climatological normals. Right. And you can see what what impact that actually has. Okay. And so, so really, the paper was mostly about this this new way of thinking about climate change and how to be able to actually verify mm-hmm. and actually gauge it. Other than trying to prove that you know the Boulder flood was caused by climate change. Right. Right. So it's not the cause, but it's more like an enhancer. Yeah, so essentially that is what this paper really argued okay. for. And it gave several examples, which were pretty good ones. So it's essentially the so for the for the take on uh, Hurricane Katrina, essentially maybe the, the warmer sea surface temperatures in the Gulf of Mexico whenever Katrina formed was the difference between Katrina being a a very strong and large Category Three storm instead of being a, you know, moderately large Category One or Two storm, had it not had that, had those warmer, deeper Gulf of Mexico waters, as as a result of possible climate change. Yeah. I mean, essentially, they didn't. I don't know why they didn't actually use Hurricane Katrina because I thought it might have been a decent example. Right. But it could have been so they so the, they really broke it down to you need to focus on thermodynamics and not mm-hmm. dynamics. So they're really saying that temperature is something you can actually gauge, whereas thermodynamics or not sorry dynamics such as you know things that are moving, you know different currents and jet streams and the winds are something you can't necessarily right. directly link to climate change, or at least you can't. Um, it's not discernible. Well, I think I think one of the maybe one of the reasons why they didn't use Katrina is because the is because of the what caused Katrina to rapidly intensify. In the yeah, first that's place. what I was thinking. So it was such a small scale feature. Yeah. So so Katrina just just so happened to uh, move over this very very you know very anomalously warm ocean eddy in the Gulf of Mexico. And as it did that, it, it just blossomed from a Category 1 to a Category 5. And so these eddies are are a phenomenon that occur from ocean dynamics. So Yeah, so that's almost exactly probably why it wasn't considered. Right. Right, because it's a piece of the Gulf Stream that actually broke off, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the loop, the loop current. Yeah, so it pinches itself off and sends this super warm water. Mm-hmm. Floating away into the cold abyss. That is, or yeah, slightly exactly. cooler abyss. <laughs> in terms of the Gulf of Mexico, right? Yeah, but some of the examples they did give was, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I don't remember this ever being called Snowmageddon, but you were probably involved. I remember, I remember this day, February fifth and sixth, two thousand ten. A large oh. northeast blizzard? Yeah, 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 I remember that. It's just so, dumped like two feet of, no, more than that. No, like two, three, three feet of snow in like two days. Yeah. Yeah, I think school was closed or something. For me, it was 31 inches in 12 hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, for you? You were in state college, right? No, I was in my hometown. Oh, wow. Why? I was home for the weekend. Just happened to be? Yeah. 
Okay, fair and, enough. And it came, I think, on a Friday night. Something like that. And it like it started snowing about. Yeah, as I soon think, as I got I home, think, it started like three inches an hour. Yeah, I think on oh, Sunday it's like it's like Snow World. <laughs> it's like it's like Frozen the movie. All right. like, Holy cow! Yeah, that was like the most snow I saw in my yeah. adult life. It's pretty much <laughs> pretty much set the uh, tone of my life that I hate snow. It was like, Shh. yeah, I couldn't I, even walk. You know, yes. like kind of walking in the woods, and it was just a struggle. Oh my goodness! <laughs> walking in the woods, you shouldn't walk in the woods anyway without a gun. <laughs> snow is Pennsylvania not, woods. Snow was not a big part of my life until two years ago. Now, now that it is, I, I pay much more close attention to it. So forgive me if I do not know about these bigger winter storm events. I know, I know Matt. You had your four inches that one year. <laughs> you're fine. But anyways, yeah, this that was one thing they – that was the first thing they attributed to this. And again, this was saying that the sea surface temperatures along the east coast were significantly warmer than normal. normal. And you that – supply more moisture. Yeah. And because this, you know, that, you know, one degree Celsius, you know, the exponential increase in moisture, um, and they're saying it was 1.5 degrees Celsius, degrees above normal off the coast. You know, part of that would be, you know, a warm pulse coming up with a storm, maybe, but, you know, above that, you know, that's on top of the background climate change. Interesting. And, yeah. It's important, and you know, it's re- it's really important to really couple the atmosphere with the ocean because they they do interact. You know, they do have a strong interaction with each other that that we know that we know of. So it's it's always important to, to tie the two together, and and some and sometimes that may not be so obvious to the to the general public. Yeah. Yeah, people don't really acknowledge oceanographer for their work. Right. Including us, I guess. But right. <laughs> I mean, but I we should. I mean, I'm, you know, I feel fortunate to have taken an oceanography class and, you know. I didn't enjoy it, but yeah. <laughs> but, at least, but at least I have some knowledge from it, you know. A tiny little bit. <laughs> I mean, Just a cer- tiny little cer- bit. Certainly not... To the order of you know of of an ocean of an oceanography researcher or something well, yeah. or, or an expert, but we're oceanic amateurs. Yeah, in some sense, amateurs. <laughs> I see. I'm like a beginner. Yeah, beginners. I guess. I'm like a pre-cal beginner, <laughs> pre-oceanography major, high school freshman. <laughs> well, there you have it. There's Joseph. All right, so our next example is Superstorm Sandy. Oh, Sandy. Everyone remembers that one. Sandy. Oh, I remember that one. October 2012. Okay. All right, so again, similar scenario where the um, SSTs were one to one and a half degree above normal off the coast. So there you're going to get that instant moisture feedback leading into Mm -hmm. the system. Right. And, um, so essentially, yeah, they modeled this with taking away that and taking away that warming, and yeah, then to do a not. control one on like apple to apple and comparison. They so they found that the storm developed. Um, it was eight millibars stronger mm-hmm. with the warmer waters, right? And it had four meters per second faster wind. Which oh my goodness! Doesn't sound great. 
But no, but you still per second is actually pretty fast. You still you still have to convert that to miles per hour and four uh, meters four per second is so four meters per second. Yeah, is you double pretty, it basically. Yeah, pretty fast because a knot is a half a meter per second. Yeah. So you know, so you almost double it. Double that to get eight knots, and then uh, you know miles per hour converting from knots. I think it's like one point two, one point three, something yeah. like that. And so you're you're talking about ten miles per hour right there. That's pretty yeah. significant. Yeah. So I mean, Hurricane Sandy already wasn't a hurricane when it made landfall, right? Despite being passed off as one, right? But even without climate change, it would have been nowhere near hurricane strength. Yeah. But yeah. But really, the the main the main point was that it had thirty five percent less. It's still be hurricane strength, right? It's only like ten miles per hour. Yeah, but it wasn't even a hurricane when it made landfall. True, but and they just disguised it as one. Yeah, when it was on the ocean. Yeah, first, I think it's just w- would be weaker. Yeah, it's still it was still destroying New York. But again, it I mean many many times I would say the reason why they still classify it as a hurricane is for is for a public safety message. Yeah, I think they evacuate. Yeah, Manhattan, right? Mm-hmm. If they feel that you know lots nice. of people are in danger. Then it's yeah. it's a simple you know it's it's as simple as calling it a hurricane compared to calling it a tropical storm. Whatever it takes psychologically, people will listen more if it's a hurricane. So yeah. well, it was a hurricane too, right? When yeah, but it, dram- it dramatically weakened. True. Several hours before landfall. Yeah, I maybe even twelve hours. I don't know exactly. Right. It's, it's, Similar it, to that story it, you told it, the it, other it, time. It became a cyclone, yes. It became a mid-latitude cyclone. I it agree. completely just fell apart right before it hit land. Right. But it didn't really matter because the wind wasn't the biggest factor. It was the storm surge. Right. And the rain, her. I think. And the rain. Absolutely. Kind of like just a massive oh, flooding. Yeah. Jersey Shore. Long Island. <laughs> Sorry. Long and this paper Island. also brings in climate change impacting sea level. Yeah. So they argue that sea level in the New York, or sorry, the New Jersey area has risen 19 centimeters directly related to climate change huh. over the last hundred years. So that mm, Chris Christie. So without that increase, you know, there would have been less flooding from Hurricane Sandy. Mm, Trenton. <laughs> <laughs> and they basically did a similar study for Super Typhoon Haiyan, which I guess you were talking about. Yeah, Haiyan. One of the strongest, or probably the strongest hurricane ever. Is it? I think so. Believe it is. Mm-hmm. It's been jokingly called a Category 6 storm. Uh, <laughs> sure. Because <laughs> there is no Perhaps. Yeah. Cat 6. But, wow, this area has such a significant warming over the last several decades. It's actually, wow, 30 centimeters of sea level rise in just 20 years. Yeah, because it's in the tropics and... and just the eastern, or sorry, the western uh, Pacific is just one of the areas that's been constantly warming. Yeah, and it's you know, just, just a lot of Like a long-term warming trend. And it's just shallower, the shore, unlike the west coast. It's just having a bigger impact. Yeah, third. Yeah, so they're getting the thermodynamic expansion. Yeah, exactly. Well, just thermal expansion, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, thermal. 
So, by the way, I, want, I wanted to go back to uh, our, our discussion of Sandy on uh -huh. whether or not I made landfall as a hurricane or an extratropical cyclone. It actually weakened, like, like Ben said, dramatically from a hurricane to an extratropical cyclone before making landfall. So, it was actually considered an extratropical cyclone when it moved over land. It, yeah, but they it, didn't specify that at the time. Yeah. It's but, fine. but according to the National Hurricane Center, that's what they have in their archives. Okay. So. Yeah, they they do things right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they really do. I, I I respect them. Yeah. And they see they they're good dudes, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, they they did a remarkable job in forecasting Hurricane Katrina. I mean, the yeah, the location they, of they the landfall. They issued a warning two days ahead. Yeah. The intensity of the storm itself. I mean, they they did a pretty good job with all. Anyway, that. so how about the Boulder flood? So yeah, so these authors were from Boulder, so they kind of just briefly touched on those other natural disasters. Wait, they work in Boulder, or are they from from Boulder? It could be both. I don't know. Okay, we don't know. But regardless, yeah, they ended with a rather lengthy section about the Boulder flood. Yeah, basically. Um, in the same instance, so so there was a study done in BAMS, the Bulletin of American Meteorological Society, last mm -hmm. year that basically said there was no definitive link to climate change hmm. um, for the Boulder flood, and kind of the news articles ran or the news and media ran away with this headline that you know there's no linkage. Okay. Enough. But you know they weren't asking the type of questions these authors were asking. You know, the same thing, you know, yeah, there was, this could happen any year. Basically, it was a thousand year flood, you know, whatever. Five hundred year, yeah. five hundred year flood. Yeah. I've heard, you know, mixed numbers, but regardless, um, these guys actually, again, go back to a, you know, and, you know, step outside the box and look, you know, how would this, how did climate change directly make this situation worse? Right. And they traced it back to these two tropical cyclones that were pumping moisture up into, you know, you know, enhancing the, the moisture flow into Colorado. Right, and that and, is true. And, mm -hmm. yeah, then off the coast of Mexico, again, there was extremely warm waters again. And Okay. Um, I don't know. They threw out these numbers saying that, you know, Denver had its record September precipitable water vapor, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was one, approximately one and a half inches for September. Mm-hmm. One and a half only? Yeah. But it's, okay. But it's, that's a mess. Yeah. Crazy for September. Yeah, but it's... Okay. And then they were saying that this there was this really warm pocket of water. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. just just off the coast of Mexico. Okay. And um, where this pocket of water was, the, the precipitable water was above three inches. Yeah. Which yeah. was, like, some kind of crazy amount. Mm -hmm. Like, you never see three inches. Right. I mean, close, like two and a half is kind of somewhat common, but to get three is just pretty extreme. True. But yeah, so this was just this crazy amount of moisture, and they just talked about, yeah, basically that was proof, basically. So you have more moisture in the air to prove, to prove that, oh, actually, climate change pumps more moisture in the air compared to no climate change. That leads to a high potential for 
devastating extreme event. That's pretty much the main point of the paper. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, more or less. Okay. So that's the take-home message, everyone. So yeah, they really just brought about this new way to think about climate change. Ah. Or a new way to at least diagnose it. Okay, everybody, light bulb moment. Other than trying to, you know, figure out, you know, run your model a thousand times and see how many times you get the Boulder flood to occur. Yeah, that's, you know, that has to occur at some point. Typing monkey, man, I'm telling you. Like, we know it's changing, we know climate, the climate's changing, it's altering our atmospheric circulation, but it's really hard to pull out those signals. True. Right, Matt? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Absolutely. And, yeah, it's just a new... A new technique, and it was interesting that they used the border flood. Yeah, hopefully um, everyone will find it interested, if you're not asleep yet. Yeah, <laughs> I'll put a link to the article. Um, Dude, you gotta make some jokes when you, you know, talk with a paper next time. Why? <laughs> I don't know, to keep my our listeners on, <laughs> you know. This is real uh, stuff, man. This is climate yeah, This is science. the real world right here. Keep them awake and keep them alive. Hey, science can be fun, too. Yeah? Absolutely. Yeah. Have you watched a magic school bus? Or That's Captain very true. Planet? Magic school bus. That was or the best Or Dexter show. Laboratory? Or Powerpuff Girls? It's from science, man. I guess. <laughs> or even Iron Man. It's all science, man. What about Shark Week? Bill Nye. Remember Bill Nye? Yeah? The science guy? Oh, yeah. He's so cool. So I was uh, pulling up the names of the two tropical storms that that um, allegedly um, funneled moisture uh-huh. into uh, contri- the contribution of the Boulder flood. Dude, I could have told you. Yeah, yeah. Tropical storm Manuel in the Pacific and Ingrid in the Gulf of Mexico. And so, yeah, quite interesting that you have two tropical cyclones. Pretty close to each other. However, of course, one's in the tropical Atlantic and the other one's in the Pacific. But still, it's not very it's not, it's not very often that you have them in in those respective locations, and also contributing to such an event like the Boulder flood at the, at the same time. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. Pretty remarkable stuff. Like, what are the odds that happens? Yeah. You know, it's just kind of the perfect scenario. 500 years. <laughs> 100 <laughs> year, 100 year. <laughs> 100 year. So the situation itself might not directly be related to climate change. Yeah, it's tough to say. Instead of every 500 years, then maybe climate change increases the odds every five, 495 hey, yeah. years. I mean, you know, it's hard to do, you know, really discern really, things yeah, like that. For sure. So... Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Well, good one. I'm sure good we'll have paper. It's a pretty good paper these guys had. Yeah. It was kind of yeah. interesting. I never really thought about it this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I know, I know you don't care about climate, but... Yeah, I do. Just go back and study wind. I, cl- I, I care <laughs> climate as much as I care about pop-up girls. <laughs> oh, that must be a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I guess that's all I have. Do you guys have anything else? It's getting kind well, of late. I will say that uh, I'm going to be out of town next week. I'm heading back to my hometown of Spanish Fort, Alabama. So 
Are you going to hook up with one of your cousins? <laughs> no. Or some of your cousins? No, no, no. Nieces? Not in Alabama. No. I don't know. That's not, only Hong Kong. Not, nephews? Not, not in my neck of the woods. Yeah, not nieces, but nephews, yeah. I'm going to spend some time on the beach with my girlfriend and some other friends. Oh, your girlfriend's coming with you? I didn't she, know that. Yep, she's coming as well. Wait, oh, you didn't invite cool. us? Uh, next time. <laughs> next time. Go no, on. I would Give you some beach time. We're going to we're going to spend the night in New Orleans. The first the first night that we uh, get into into the southeast. Man, that place. Is that your airport? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it the cheapest airport or whatever? Yeah, we, we yeah we're flying like from three hour uh, drive. We're flying from Denver and then we have a layover in Dallas and then we'll land in New Orleans and uh, get there at about seven o'clock and so we'll get dinner at some nice seafood Cajun restaurant that I've been. Looking forward to for months. <laughs> oh See for the restaurant, eh? Yeah. That's the only reason I'd go to Louisiana. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Crawfish boils. Crawfish oh, boils. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Yeah. It really is. I mean, they put so many different spices in their crawfish boils. It's it's incredible. So, okay. In case well, you've never been to, New- to a Louisiana crawfish boil, I assure I re- you. I really haven't had it. I, I've been there once. You are missing out. No, what? I'm not. I'm AMS? Not, yeah, I, I went to AMS. Do you go there? No. Man, I I've would never, not. I would it's not one of the states to, I've never been to. I would not go Noah ever again. <laughs> I dislike the saints. Well, I don't like the Paracans. I don't like anything. Well, the AMS conference is going to be <laughs> in New Orleans. Next. Oh, next. Yeah. The coming winter. Are you going? Right. I don't know yet. I'd like to. I don't, I don't think I'm going. I know I'm not going. <laughs> I don't think I want to go. It's New Orleans, man. We'll see how it goes. I, I'd like to go if I can. Yeah, if it's in Boston or like, I don't know, anywhere is better than New Orleans. Like oh, even no, even Boston. Or, I'd rather go to New Orleans. I disagree. I, I, I'd rather go like, yeah. I don't know. Phoenix? The, yeah, sure. Rapid Wasn't it Phoenix this year? I don't know. Grand Forks or... Oh, Rapid City's Ouch. brutal, man. Or even Montana. I'll, I'll, I'll go to... At that time of the year? Sure. Okay. Then New Orleans. Ew. Nola. Ew. Well, at least it's cooler, so you don't have... I mean, the smell, the scent, I will admit, it stinks pretty bad in New Orleans. Especially yeah, in the summertime. Stinks, stinks. Bourbon Street is... You it know. smells like... Hits. Yeah, you know what? Pretty smells bad like China. <laughs> Bourbon Street re- reminds me about China. So yeah, interesting. I mean, fair, fair point. I mean, temperatures are hot in the summertime, so you know you're gonna smell that stuff. But yeah. in the win- in the winter time, it can be fairly pleasant down there, and eh. it really is. I mean, eh. I, I remember, I remember in uh, the Super Bowl in 2013. The, uh, I think it was the 49ers and the Ravens. I was in New Orleans because my plane had just landed from Denver. Man, I hate those. And I was, walking, I was walking around just outside the Superdome because the Super Bowl was in New Orleans. Maybe one day the Super Bowl will be in Denver. But... I don't think so, man. Yeah, probably not. No, Unless we too, get a dome. It's too cold. Way too cold. So that's all I got. So out of town for a week. I'll be back. Anything well, else? Should we close it up? Might as well. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll see you guys next time. Sounds good.